the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, happy, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there and those of you who act like mothers. It is truly a special calling and a demanding ministry in which you serve. So thank you, thank you so very much. We wouldn't be here without you. (laughs) There's nothing quite like a mother's love, is there? Love is a many-splendored thing. Love lifts us up where we belong. All you need is love. Don't you just love talking about love? (laughs) I imagine there's not one person here this morning who has not experienced some kind of love in their lives. Whether it was the giddiness and the butterflies that came with your first crush, or the completeness you feel with your lifelong soulmate, the feelings that surround love, both good and bad, can stick with us for the rest of our lives. Just listen to any radio station, and I challenge you to find a song whose lyrics don't revolve around love. And we speak a lot about love in church, don't we? We know that God is love, and we're taught from our earliest memories that Jesus loves me. And especially in the gospel according to St. John, it seems like every other verse we hear mentions love. But in the grand scheme of things, why is all this love such a big deal? I'm sure it feels nice when someone says, I love you. But what difference should it make in our everyday lives? Well, sisters and brothers, the love that Jesus talks about, the love that he has for all of us, makes all the difference the difference literally between death and life. The simple command that we are given by Jesus to love one another as I have loved you says everything that needs to be said. By this simple statement, our understanding of what true love is takes on an entirely new and a more profound meaning. The love that Jesus showed throughout his life and his ministry was not simply full of saying nice things and sending flowers to those who followed him or even to those who agreed with what he had to say. The love that Jesus showed the world was manifest by the care and the compassion that he showed to those members of the society who are usually excluded from the society's superficial type of love. The love that Jesus lived out showed the people he ministered to that they too were children of God, regardless of what hand life had dealt them. And ultimately, the love that Jesus lived out was most evident when he gave his very life so that the most undeserving 
and unworthy sinners may not perish, but actually have everlasting life. Just to remind you, that's you and me. The love of God is a love that is not limited and that cannot be confined to just one part of society or even just to one elite group of people. If you don't believe me, just look at what St. Luke writes in this morning's reading from the Acts of the Apostles. In a world where only the Jewish people were believed to be in God's good graces, Peter finds himself faced with a crowd of Gentiles who through God's love become so filled with the Holy Spirit that they begin speaking in tongues and praising God, unable to contain themselves. And Peter says these people have already received the Holy Spirit, just like we have. Can anyone withhold water for baptizing them? Just like the Ethiopian eunuch proved in last week's gospel, God's love applies to all people. And God invites all people to love God as well, but it doesn't just stop there. I've said it before, but the Christian faith is an active faith. It is nearly impossible to be a Christian all by yourself. We also believe that our faith is an incarnational faith, and that's a really big deal. The fact that God became incarnate, that God became human, with flesh and bones, bumps and bruises, with joy and sadness. The fact that God became human means that all of humanity is now sanctified by God. Everything we do or think or say is of God. Have you ever thought about that? Whenever Two or three are gathered in Christ's name. God, God's self is there. God is here, present in us this morning, the body of Christ. And God is uniquely and truly present in the bread and the wine of Holy Communion. Our lives are actually infused with God. We may not always recognize it or even accept it. But God is always there, encouraging us to become closer to God and closer to each other. Now, we may not be able to change the minds of tyrannical dictators or cure the world of disease and poverty overnight, but the things we do and say today to those people we encounter today will have lasting impacts and ramifications not only on that person's life, but on our own. And with every other person, that other person will encounter. People say, you may not have the power to change the world, and that might be true, but God does. And when we allow God to work freely through us, Anything becomes possible. As St. Paul wrote to the Ephesians, God's power working through us can do infinitely more than we can ask or even imagine.
love one another as Jesus loved us, is in fact a call to action. But it's not a call to be burdened by another task or another responsibility. Instead, it is a permission to free ourselves from the hatred and the divisiveness that pervades our world. And instead, to see and treat one another as what we truly are, brothers and sisters in Christ, and children of the same loving God. And it's in living out this love that God's joy may be in us and that our joy may actually be complete.